Tis the season for all kinds of good stuff. Well, hello there. Merry Christmas week, almost here-ish, kind of, to you. And uh, hi there, uh, Brian with you. It's Just Say It, your little podcast here that you listen to once in a while. And it's uh, it's Christmas week, man. Merry Christmas, for real. Good times. Can't wait for that. Happy holidays to you. Hope you are enjoying the season, whatever it is that you're getting into. Had a nice little early Unexpected presents show up at the house the other day. Was, uh, I don't know, looking outside in the morning. Uh, I work from home a lot of days, and and so I was looking outside before I went to go and sit down there and kind of noticed a little something there and thought, well, that's that's interesting. So I opened the door, and it turns out there is a brown bag and a beverage sitting in front of my front door. And that's not something that I anticipated. I did not order a brown bag and a beverage. So I brought said items inside and decided to figure out what was going on. Well, receipt there, DoorDash, so-and-so didn't, you know, have a name or anything like that. But uh, it basically listed nicely the items from Panera Bread that were brought to me there. There was some sort of a soup. There was like uh, some fruit and the the rock hard piece of bread of course you got to have that that's that's a key and then also a green tea so i called up doordash because well it ain't my food and you know i'm sorry like i'm not just gonna mooch somebody's food if there's whatever a good reason behind uh, maybe it being somewhere else that it should have been so i called doordash to find out what's going on and and maybe you know find this brown bag, and drinks rightful owner. And they basically say, okay, what's your address? Okay, well, it's you just keep it or throw it away. Th- that's it. Thanks for calling. We appreciate it. Like, what? whoa, whoa. Like, there's no, like, reunification um, of the bag. Like, and it's an owner. There's no, we're not going to bring, no? Okay. So that left me with the choice to make. And it was either take this food and uh, eat it, drink it, or throw it out. And uh, I don't know, man. I mean, I kind of like free food. So, yeah, I went ahead and had myself a fruit cup for breakfast and a little green tea and some rock-hard bread. And it was, uh, it was great because it was free. There was a debate about this. My wife thinking that maybe I, I shouldn't have eaten food that was just uh, left out there. We didn't really know how long it had been out there. There's a little more to the story, but for purpose of the podcast, l- let's just keep her moving. Anyway, that was a, a not a uh, thing that she would have done. Did a little scientific research again on the Instagram poll, and uh, the majority of people said they would have eaten it, so I felt better about myself because, you know, I can't just make a decision. I have to have somebody else's approval behind it because that's how I live my life. And so, yeah, had a great little free meal. So merry early Christmas to me, thanks to whoever was a DoorDash that, that apparently didn't make it. Interestingly enough, about an hour later, wouldn't you know, there's somebody coming to my door, and they're also carrying food. And I'm thinking, well, I've struck the jackpot, but... No, I went ahead and opened the door and said, hey, I'm not sure what this is, but I didn't order it. And they went and they found the right address. So at least that person got their food. Whoever was wanting the Panera 
they uh, they were out of luck. But the fruit cup was quite lovely, and, and the green tea, not bad. Normally not a green tea person, but uh, yeah, I would probably have that again if I ever uh, would actually go there. So we'll see if that works out. Been going places. That's been a thing lately. I think I talked about this last time, trying to get a life, trying to get out of the house a little more, do some things. Went out to the uh, local uh, little bar restaurant that we like to go to uh, for uh, an ugly Christmas sweater party the other night. Now, okay, are you an ugly Christmas sweater wearer person? Do you find offense in the term ugly Christmas sweater? Heard this the other day from uh, my wife talking about how she wonders if the people who actually are wearing the sweaters that are ugly might feel, you know, upset by the fact that they're called ugly Christmas sweater. I said, you got to let that one go because it's an ugly Christmas sweater party. And so that was pretty much that from uh, my uh, side of things on that one. But moving forward at the place now, out there, nice enough time. People are there. It's festive. It's a good time. All that good stuff. Notice something, though, that uh, I uh, found a little interesting. Lady out there at the, at the bar, there are actually two people. There's a guy as well. Two people in different circles walking by, can of whatever their favorite beverage was, in a koozie. Like, their own koozie. They, they don't offer koozies at this place. They, they brought the koozie with, like, to the bar, to the restaurant, with them out. I, I, that one, I, I don't, I gotta say that I, I have to throw a flag on that one. I don't know. Like, it wasn't hot. It's not summertime. We're indoors. It's like 30 degrees outside. What are we doing with the koozie at the, the bar, at the restaurant, from, from home? Like, I, I, think, I think you can leave the koozie back. Like, it's not, the drink's not going to get so warm in the few minutes that it's there. I, I don't know what level of maybe sweat was going on with the person's hands. Maybe it's that situation. Not sure if maybe there's just the not wanting to feel the can thing. I mean, there's the important a glass. Like I, this one I struggle with. We talked about it. We were kind of kicking it back and forth. That one also got a poll on the social media. I think more people actually voted for the koozie than to not have the koozie. So they were sticking up for the uh, the individuals there who who brought their their koozies with them, which is great. Love to see the community support. But here's my take on this, and of course. I will offer the disclaimer that I'm just joking around having a good time. I like to observe things in life. Could not care less if these people actually bring a koozie. Well, just, just go with me. Okay, so to me, the idea of bringing the koozie out, your koozie out with you, like I might as well go ahead and bring like a 19-inch television set and just plug it in at the table that I'm sitting at and just go ahead and watch that because it's like my own thing that I need to have with me like while I'm out. Maybe I'll just go ahead and bring the Xbox with me as well and just play some video games because creature comforts. I mean, we can go out for a couple hours and have a, a, a drink or something. And I don't know that we need the koozie. I'm just saying I don't know that we need the koozie. To me, I may as well have my little home entertainment set up there while I'm at it because I need those creature comforts, or go camping and bring the TVs, or go glamping, which is even another step in the wrong direction. I mean, come on, like if we're going to go camping, right? Let's go camping. Now we're going down a real rabbit hole here. But is it a rabbit hole or a rabbit trail? I think it's a rabbit trail. Whatever. 
we're going down kind of another uh, direction here with this. But all I'm saying is, you know, just go out. Just just go out. Like, we don't need to bring all these things with us and, and stuff like that from home. That's kind of the whole idea of just being out. It's different. It's somewhere else. Let's just be okay and be comfortable if we're going to go out places just with going out and doing it. Went out and did this tonight. Went out to a like a holiday party, a Christmas gathering, if you will. And it was quite lovely, very enjoyable, very generous of the folks who had me, some of who are probably listening to this right now and thinking, where in the heck is he going with this? Actually, quite enjoyable. Now, here's my biggest, uh, if you can call it a fear, if you will, when you go to any large gathering anywhere and it's at a restaurant or a public place like this. It is the setup. There is a certain setup that is pretty much going to happen. You're bound to get it if you go out to a large gathering like this. And that setup is the long table. We all know it's coming. Come on. When you go out, you know it's coming, right? There's very few places where you you don't have the long table setup. And so with that, then it just basically unrolls the mat there for the possibility of awkwardness because it's like you're there and then you're just sort of at a certain part of the table with yeah probably the person you came with and then somebody else like and other people that maybe I you know you may not have any idea of who they even are like and then it's like oh man like that is like an hour or two or three then all of a sudden of conversation that you got to come up with. And this is just kind of what goes in my head before I go to things like this is how's the long table thing going to end up? How's that going to go? Well, with this group, the long table, anywhere it would have gone would have been fine. These are fine folks. All would have been well, no matter what, but got to say, ended up with a really fun end of the table where we were sitting, had ourselves a grand old time, may have convinced one of the gentlemen there to start his own podcast, which, Jeff, I hope you do that. Um, didn't mean to call you out there, but, you know, now you're on, so go for it. But, yeah, just having a good time, joking around, conversation very easy, very light, very fun. So, actually, had a total blast, really good time, and the long table or the, you know, forced seating situation there in a social setting, not an issue at all. Just found myself noticing some of the behaviors, though, that were going on. Of course, as I tend to do when I'm out at places. And our server, she was very nice, very helpful, very informative, doing her thing. I noticed this, like, she kind of has to do the whole thing, the whole presentation of the specials. Yeah, now, see, that's, okay. I don't know how you are with specials. I, I, this is not, you know, any um, ill uh, will meant towards servers. But, like, I don't want the special, okay? Like, I want what's on the menu, I have no interest in the special, but I understand they kind of got to do their whole routine. So she does her whole thing, you know, and we got this and we got the that tonight and then a special and I'd pair it with this. And Fantastic job. Presentation, excellent. You know, a, a, a job, A plus work. And then, you know, the realization was made that, well, this is a big table. So she had to go down and basically do the entire presentation all over again. She had to do the entire meal spiel, if you will, for the entire other side of the group. And it just kind of got me thinking, like, how does that work? I mean, if she's doing this table by table by table, but then you got to do the same thing 
for one table? Like, is she mixing it up a little bit? I guess that's what I'm wondering. If you're a server, do you mix it up when you go from even one table to the next? Or if a big table is there, like the first side, here's it one way. And then the second side, maybe you're just like a little more, hey, like whatever. Or is it like more rigid one way? And then a little, I, I, these are things that I think about and things that I need to know some answers for, because it also got me thinking, like how do pastors do it? If you're doing like a church service on a Sunday and your church has two, three different services and you've got the message there that week and you've got that message, what's that like the second time around, the third time around? Like is the third service by the time it gets to them just like, all right, here's the good word. Okay, sounds cool. Great. Like let's go eat. Like I don't know how that works or if there's any kind of drop off in seriousness or quality or whatnot by the third service, or maybe it actually goes up. Like maybe it's the first service that kind of gets the trial run of the sermon. And then the pastor's like, dude, I don't know about that. Like, let's cut that. And then we're going to go like, they didn't really respond to the joke there. I, I'm just, I'm just curious how that goes. I mean, comedians, of course, when they do multiple sets, are they just winging it right from one to the next? So it just got me wondering on when you have to do a couple of versions of the same thing. Are you going ahead and are you mixing it up or are you just going to stay with the script and just go ahead and let that happen as it was intended originally with no deviations? Just let me know. If you're one of those folks, get a hold of me. I would like to know how that works for you in your everyday operations. Speaking of everyday operations, back at the restaurant here, this is always a scene where I never really, I, I never really know what to do with this as well, especially if you have any group, you know, larger than maybe I don't know two, uh, you know, any any size, you know, reasonably sized table, especially a larger group, because the moment when all of the food starts coming out, and then inevitably, like, okay, like here's your plate, and da da da, da and I think mine was one of the first ones that got set down or whatnot, and then they kind of go around, and of course, I mean, the poor server is bringing out like eight plates or something and they have this pan or table or whatever it is they're holding up there that's the size of Texas with like all of these plates of food on it and then they dish each one of those out and then of course they have to go back after dishing these all out so once they get back now they're bringing out some more food and then you're kind of like secretly like really hoping that it's like all of the food but then maybe it's not all the food and so then there's inevitably like one or two people that don't have the food and then if that's you, okay, if that's you, if you're the one without the food, what do you do? Is your next statement, go ahead and eat. Like, oh, you got, just go ahead, go ahead and eat. That was said tonight. To me, classy move. I feel like that's all class. And just like, you know what, folks, just go ahead and eat. It's cool. Like, don't worry about it. I, I like that move. At the same time, though, if you're the one with the food, what do you do with that? Because I still feel bad. I'm still not eating my food until the other person's, getting their food like you're gonna have to really sell me on go ahead and eat your food if I've got food in front of me and you don't like that's just how it's supposed to work man like that's just basic manners like you just wait to eat until everybody's got their food if it gets a little cold I don't care like that's just the way it works so I think it's actually almost it's almost less awkward to be the one without the food in some ways than with it. Although that's a close call because if you're the one sitting there without your food, you're just kind of like, and then somebody offers you a fry or something, right? And then you're like, I don't know. Anyway, 
that has its own little social awkwardness within it, but felt like that was all handled well tonight. Also, so really just a top-notch, top-notch event tonight. Really enjoyed it. And now we are just, I mean, we're careening toward the holiday. The out-of-office emails, no matter where you work in the world, are starting to increase. Right, Every time you send out an email this time of year, you just kind of wonder, like, I don't have a clue if I'm going to hear anything back because they're probably gone for, like, the next 6 to 12 days. I mean, that's what I remember at least working in government for many years was this time of year, forget it. Everybody's gone. There's nobody around. Don't even bother trying to get an answer for something because everyone has left the building. One thing I will say Here's a little pro tip for you as you head into your holiday out-of-office email. Don't really feel obligated to tell us everything that you're going to be doing while you're out of the office. Like that to me is a a piece of information or, or pieces of information that we're good. Like just say, hey, I'm out of the office until so and so. If you want to leave your number or something, great. Thanks. Have a good day. That's it. Like, I don't feel like we need to have really a lot more information, right? We don't need to have like, oh, I'm going to be out backpacking through the Himalayas. And I'm also going to be going to see the art museum in Paris. And then after that, followed by this, uh, I'm probably going to go out to eat and then spending a lot of time with these people and that like we don't we don't need all that information like I don't feel like the level of information that uh, is given sometimes fits the message the message is I'm not here I'll be back then thanks a lot that's it that's really all we need to say so just throwing that out there for you before you go ahead if that's you who hasn't yet set your out of office message keep it tight that's it to the point, and then let's go. Like, we don't need to know about all of the adventures that you're having or how much you uh, are really excited to be with the people you're with. We're happy for you, but just leave the message and then go do your thing and enjoy your life, man. That's the key. Go enjoy your life. I I really hope that you you get to have a a great Christmas this year, a great holiday season. I I hope that You get to spend some time with people who matter to you. One of the very coolest things going on around here is that our entire family gang here, we're all going to be back together. The girls are going to be around. My son-in-law will be around here as well. Of course, the guys are already here in Dana. So like, we're just going to be all here and everybody is going to be here. It's going to be really, really cool to actually have the whole family together for a couple of days. So kind of looking forward to that, not going to lie. Getting the gang back together is going to be pretty much the highlight of the uh, the Christmas time here itself. Christmas Eve should be a pretty pretty great day, having all seven folk here in our uh, immediate family in the house. We're going to eat some food, and we're going to hang out and tell some stories, maybe do some presents, all that good stuff, whatever, But just getting to be able to hang out together is something that I know I'm looking forward to. And I joke around a whole bunch on this podcast because it's therapeutic and it's fantastic to be able to have an outlet to do that. 
But in all seriousness, this is a like high level. I can't wait for having everybody under the same roof together. Here's to that. And I really hope it's uh, it's something similar for you. I hope you have a great Christmas. And uh, man, we are all uh, we are all blessed people. So here's to uh, all the good things in life. And sure, thankful for you for listening to this uh, wacky old podcast all the time. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you. And we will talk pretty soon. Bye-bye.